ComC is your home for buying, selling, and flipping all the hottest trading cards. Their consignment marketplace is home to over 27 million cards across all sports, genres, and eras. With a ComC account, you can purchase cards from different sellers over time and ship them home together later, or immediately reprice them for sale on the ComC marketplace. To stay updated with ComC, please follow them on social media at Check Out My Cards, one word, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn about offers, promotions, and more at ComC, please visit blog.comc.com. You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. Today's conversation and today's topic is going to be the first in a series that we're going to run throughout 2022, and that is going to be a series on super collectors. A few weeks ago, I put out a tweet saying, hey, I want to get in touch with a super collector, whether that's a player, whether that's a sport, whether that's some other theme, who do I need to be talking to when you think of a super collector? And Twitter did not disappoint. I thought maybe I'd get three or four and that'd give me a couple interview guests over the course of the first couple months of the year, but Twitter responded in a huge way and I built out a, a giant list of different super collectors that reached out or had people tag them in the tweet and say, hey, you need to talk to this person. And so I decided hey, I'm going to turn this into a reoccurring segment or a reoccurring topic throughout 2022. And so at least once a month, you're going to hear a conversation with a, a super collector and maybe that will inspire you to start a super collection of your own maybe it will just encourage you to think about collecting a little bit different and have a different appreciation for cards and what cards can mean to people it, to me it shows that it's not just about the money that there's more to cards to a lot of collectors out there than just the dollars and cents and so today you are going to hear from refs in the back a super collector who collects basketball cards is on a quest to get every basketball card that features a referee in the background. What a great idea. What a great concept. And you're going to hear a little bit more about what that entails and how and how Randy got started tracking down refs in the back. But first, I'm going to tell you about Underdog Collectibles, the online shop run by collectors for collectors. They break new product every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday night. You can check them out at udogcollect.com to see what they're going to be breaking this week. And you can also check out their physical shop in Knoxville, Tennessee, where they've got a full selection of singles, a full selection of wax. You can even go into the shop and watch them do some of their breaks right there live in the shop. Check out udogcollect.com and tell them Wax Pack Hero sent you. Well, today we have a guest who is one of the first guests of the podcast who is going to be part of our Super Collector series, and that is Randy from Refs in the Back. And uh, he's got a, an interesting Super Collection that he's been building, and we'll get into that. So, Randy, welcome. Oh, what's up, Mike? Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Yeah, I appreciate you spending some time here over your uh, holiday break to talk a little bit about that collection. And so let, let's start with, you know, how did you get started collecting? You know, what's your collecting background? I got started in the early 90s 
the first pack I remember opening is 91, 92 hoops. So I've always been a big fan of hoops. It was the Michael Jordan card. I got a Michael Jordan in this pack that I remember, you know, the card specifically, I've always thought it was cool. Obviously Michael Jordan's excellent at basketball, but he's like flying in the air. There's a defender at the bottom of the picture. He's like, he's like his defender's heads at Jordan's waist. Jordan's holding the ball with one hand. It looks kind of like he's so strong and so like awesome that the ball looks a little bit like popped or something when he's holding it in his one strong hand. Anyway, that's the first card I remember getting. Uh, maybe the best card I've ever pulled because I typically don't pull much heat, as they say. But my dad would bring me home packs of cards every once in a while. So I remember hoops. I remember Skybox, the, the first couple years of Skybox. Um, and that was it. That was it. Basically, just a little treat. My dad would come home from the grocery store or from work. And every once in a while, I got a pack of cards. So basketball cards were your, your primary focus growing up as you collected? Basketball cards have been the only cards pretty much. I don't really consume a lot of other sports. I'm too much of a wuss to play football, so not really interested in it. I don't play fantasy. Baseball is too boring. I don't do any baseball. I was, as a kid, I would like the stories are I was dancing in the outfield, you know, or whatever. So I made it through a year of T-ball and that's it. Uh, so basketball is kind of basketball is my jam. Now, did you take, did you take a break at all? Or did you kind of collect pretty hot and heavy consistently or, or what what did that look like? Yeah, right, right, right. I would guesstimate, I did take a break. I would guesstimate that was around maybe 97, 98 was the last year I was like collecting. I remember, cause I remember SPX came out with the one card in a pack and it was expensive. Uh, And I had a friend who got those. I didn't really get those very often. Uh, So I remember a couple of years of SPX coming out. And then so from like maybe 98 to 2016, I wasn't I wasn't really collecting. And so when I got back into it, I would see my old binder, you know, my old binders. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, I still have cards from there, there and there. So that's kind of how I'm guessing that my memory isn't always the best, but I had some cards left over from there. So so what brought you back? What brought me back was in 2016. I was making a little career switch. And so I needed to make a couple bucks during the switch. And I had grown up playing basketball. Um, like I said, collected. I didn't mention this, but I should, I, I need to. My childhood collection was Magic Johnson. Okay. That was my guy. My dad was a Laker fan. He passed that on to me. So the Lakers. Uh, anyway, played basketball, coached basketball. And then I was making a career switch. And my good buddy has always been trying to get me to referee basketball and you can make a little bit of money refereeing a little bit, not a lot of bit, mm-hmm. but you can make a little bit of money refereeing. And so uh, I started hanging out with him a lot because he was teaching me how to referee. And we, when we were kids, he was my main collecting buddy. You know, he was the guy I traded with the most. So I'll give him a shout out. I didn't ask his permission, but I'm going to do it anyway. Shout out Chaz, uh, PDX Graffin, I think is his Twitter handle. Uh, that's my guy. I call him my uh, brother, no law. Okay. So he got you back into it. He, he and, got me back in. And when you got back in, were you collecting kind of broadly? Had you, had you decided, was part of that getting back in, focusing in on 
refs in the back, like, like you're focusing on now? Yeah. So we're hanging out because he's teaching me how to referee. We're watching basketball games. We're just kind of spending a lot of time together. Like we, when we were kids, uh, he had, he had cards left over from a lot of time. And so we started looking at cards cause we're watching games together. And then it's like, Oh yeah. Cards are so cool. And he had kind of been collecting a little bit more consistently than I had. And then I was like, refereeing is kind of cool. Learn like, thanks for teaching me all this stuff. Oh, cool. Cards are really cool. I forgot how cards, how cool cards are. And then it just kind of like two and two together. And I was like, Oh, look, there's a referee in the back of that card. Did you know that? And he's like, yeah, yeah. There's referees in the back of cards sometimes. And so it just kind of like organically grew out of what we were doing. You know, my nephew around the same time started collecting basketball cards. And so it became a connection point with him to, and, and to make it more personal for me. Hey, look, that's a referee. I do that, yep. you know? And so ever since then referees, man. So what does that collection look like now? How many, how many cards do you currently have with referees in the back? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So hold on. Let me look under my desk. What it looks like is a bunch of binders under my desk. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 11 plus a small, 11 plus a small, 11 three-inch binders plus a little extra pages and pages of basketball cards. I go front and back. So the goal, I have goals, I think. I'm trying to get two of every card that has a referee, like distinguishable, potentially identifiable. So in the pages, there's two in each, you know? Okay. Uh, I know people clown that maybe, but it's just more economical yep. <laughs> and and it's fun as you're flipping through a bunch of pages because you can see the ref on the front and then you can see the other ref on the back so some of the some cards i have you know the parallel that goes with it so the goal is to get at least two of the base card but if i can get the base card and then the parallel just kind of makes the pages kind of pop and be more interesting yeah <laughs> it looks like lots and lots of binders uh lots and lots of binders that's a great way to display a collection like that because the pages let you see the actual cards. You know, it's not just, you know, shoved in a box. I love using binders as well. And depending on the set, I do front and back as you know, also it depends for me. It depends on if the focus of me having that set is the image on the front, or if I also want to be able to see the, the graphics or stats or things on the back. Right. So sometimes I'll just do a one card per page because I want to be able to enjoy the back of the card too. And then sometimes I'll do front and back because it's it's the photos that I want to see or the designs on the front that I want to see. So that makes sense to me. How do you identify which cards are produced that have a ref in the back? Do, do you literally have to find photo checklists of every single set that's released just to identify that? Or have you found another source, a, another peer out there somewhere who's already done some of that work? far as i know there's nobody out there doing it uh at, at least all the time there are plenty of people that reach out to me now and they're like oh hey i noticed a referee oh hey have you seen this one it has been lots and lots of time my main go-to is uh trading card database that's an awesome site for me <laughs> uh because you can go to the checklist and you can go to gallery view and you can just as long as people have scanned in the cards you can just look through sets and sets and sets and sets. And I have looked through lots and lots and lots of sets of cards, uh, you know, so part of, so 
part of the reason though with the referee thing i think that it's stuck and worked worked out for me is that it is inexpensive i like all the great players like basketball is my favorite and i like watching all the best and i think those collections are the coolest but i just can't afford i can't justify pursuing pursuing something like that uh with my bank account or with uh my wife and so pursuing referee cards nobody's pursuing them (laughs) so i can find them in the nickel dime and quarter boxes you know and trading card database i can make trades i don't mind pwe trades with people because as long as they as long as i get two cop two copies of the card uh i'm happy so it's economical it makes it kind of unique and interesting because there's not a lot of people doing it so that's why i think that's why it's been working out because it's relatively cheap and I think at this, you know, a lot of people talk about the volume of releases that come out and how overwhelming that can be if you're a set collector, if you're a player collector, a team collector. But with what you're doing, there's a ton of these releases that are on design backgrounds or it's just the player and some, you know, funky layout that's behind it's, it. There's not as many releases that are kind of a full game photo that would have that. So you probably still only have a limited number of, of new releases that come out every year that have that. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, th- there's the, what is it, the flawless in the national treasures or what the cool releases that have the RPAs and the things like that. And I pretty much don't have to worry about those, which right. is fantastic. Just from, like I said, from a money perspective, but also just from the I don't even try autograph cards and uh, memorabilia cards. I consider, I don't pursue those. Like I don't look at those checklists. If I acquire them passively, cool. But I'm not really pursuing those, you know, just because like you're saying, there's, there, are, there is a lot of stuff out there and it's kind of a relief when a card doesn't fit. You know, I like it when it fits, um, but it's also a relief when it doesn't fit because then I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> And uh, yeah, one of the other things I'd like to mention is you were just talking about how it fits the the year to year releases. It's fun to go through the binders and kind of see the history of cards. You know, I know pe- people do uh, team sets and that kind of thing. And it, maybe it's kind of similar, but I get a little piece of all of the history of basketball cards as I flip through my pages, you know, and, it, and it's kind of fun that way. I like that. So you've also got a record of the history of referee uniforms as well, right? So not too many people get a chance to see and and can point to, well, no, that's, this is what an NBA ref was wearing back in 1981 compared to what an NBA ref is wearing here in 2021. Dude, that's actually, I shouldn't, I should, I should make a series of posts about that because it's so fun. The old, old, have like they were wearing stripes just like a typical ref you know so stripes uh back in the 80s and the 70s they were wearing blue pants you know and uh they've also had alternate colors like they'd wear the gray and then if the the one of the teams was wearing gray the ref uniform would be white and so there has been some cool some cool uniform stuff as well do you have any sense of how complete your collection is compared to the the total number of refs in the back cards that are out there. Is there any way to truly 
get a good handle on that? So I have a, I'm going to call it elaborate uh, spreadsheet. I don't know if it's elaborate compared to the people with spreadsheet skills, but no. Uh, so it's elaborate, but it doesn't have like totals. Um, I've been thinking of trying to figure out ways. One of the benefits I use a Google spreadsheet of having it is it's so flexible and you can organize, like I can click one of the columns and it'll organize the referees by name. We can come back to that. I haven't told you, like one of the goals is to name, try and name and identify the referees. That's one of the fun things for okay. me after collecting. We can come back to that. But the spreadsheet just has, it's so flexible and organizing and putting things. I haven't figured out how to total it all up. Kind of like you're saying, I would like to be able to do that. So I don't have any idea. <laughs> I don't have any idea. So you're not sure how many you, you, you've got them identified. Like, you know, there's a card and then you've got recorded whether or not you've got that card, right? I have it recorded whether I have two, what yep. do I want? One or zero. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. The, yeah. There should be a way, but I think there's some formulas that you can use. We're getting nerdy here, but I think there's some formulas that you can use that will give you a count of how many blanks you have type of thing um, in those spaces that could let you know how many you still need. But but yeah, that's that is an elaborate spreadsheet. So you talked about you talked about also getting the names of of who these are if they're identifiable. Okay, so that's really like the most like that's the most important. That's the long term goal. Like if I'm looking over the horizon, that's the that's kind of the goal because uh, they're nameless on cards. And in general, people don't know the names of referees outside of a. A few, you know, a, a famous few. I would like to name all of them, figure it out, you know, get their name on it. Um, people ask me, you know, does this qualify as a referee in the background card? Like something I would put in my collection. And it basically depends on if you can see their face or not, or enough of their face to figure out who it would be. Because basketball history, I mean, 75th anniversary for the NBA and that's super cool. I've always, you know, I've been an NBA fan in general for a long time. And what I've learned in the last five or six years since I started officiating is that referees are a big part of the game. You know, like there's there's a lot. And I've grown in, I don't know, respect. I have a lot of respect for what they do, especially at the highest levels, because it is hard. <laughs> it's hard. People be like, hey, you golf. I'd be like, refereeing is my expensive, really hard uh, hobby. Thank you. I don't golf too hard. Um, so I have a lot of respect for what the people who have reached the highest heights of it do and have done. And I think it's worthy of recognizing. I don't know. I don't think there should be. <laughs> I don't think the referees want like their own TV channel and things like that. But at the same time, there's pictures of them on, you know, with the greats, with everybody. Uh, and I just think it's, it's cool. And it would be cool to figure out who everybody is. I don't plan on writing articles about people and like histories of the individual referees or anything like that. I would just like to figure out and be able to know, oh, that's so-and-so and just have their name. So what's the oldest card you have that has a ref on the back? I have a 58. That must be tops. Hold on. Let me, let me check. I think 58. Is this 58 tops? Uh, looks like it. Yeah, I think so. So he's kind of in the foreground. 
and he's probably not recognizable because it's like the side of his face, the back side of his face. So that's the oldest. 61 has a couple cool ones, like super duper cool ones. The the referee cards get cooler depending on a couple of certain things. Obviously, you have to be able to see their face. The more head to toe that you can see them, it gets cooler. Like if you can see them head to toe, if it's some important game, like an all-star game, a finals game. Finals is like the ultimate for NBA, but uh, playoff games are very cool. There's one old card that I don't have yet. It's one of the, Mur- is it Murad? I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, Murad. 1909 or 1910 uh northwestern i think is the 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 school and it's like a it's like a basketball scene and there's definitely a referee somebody in the middle like you know about to toss the ball and so i'm gonna want one of those well well, i'm gonna want two of those but they're a little bit expensive right now what are a couple of the favorite ones that you have a couple of the favorites so like i said any of them that have a finals or an all-star are pretty cool to me. Uh, I grabbed a couple. I'll just set them. Let's see. So the, 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 the Jordan rookie that everybody has or yep. the, that everybody wants, yep. there's, there's a one full head to toe referee on the Isaiah Thomas. Yep. And that is a pretty cool card to me just because of the recognizability of the brand you know, sure. of that Fleer set. So it's cool that, that there is one. Also cool that there's not more than one because they're a little spendy and I don't have to worry about that. What's another one? Uh, I really like the hoops of the last few years have had the road to the finals cards. Mm-hmm. And, and those are all playoff games. And so for a referee, it's an honor to get a playoff game. You know, like it's a rare thing. You have to earn the trust of many different sides, coaches, your boss, your peers. So it's, it's an honor to get playoff games. So road to the finals cards are cool to me. Um, when it's an actual finals game, that's like as cool as it can get. So I have a couple actual finals cards from the road to the finals, which are pretty sweet. And then yeah, 1961 clear, the Elgin Baylor, uh, Elgin Baylor and both Tom Gola. Tom Gola has the old Philadelphia Warriors uh, logo on it, which is probably considered racist and not around anymore. So that's interesting history wise. The Elgin Baylor, the referees wearing glasses. Uh, so that's pretty sweet. <laughs> you know, when something like that happens, it's hard to name favorite. But there are things that make them cooler. And I do have some cards that I consider cool. Have you been tempted at all to expand that? Do you do the college cards too? Do they have to be NBA only? Um, you know, some of those releases have the college uniforms and from college games and things. Do you do that as well? Or does it have to be NBA only? It does not have to be NBA only. Uh, NBA is, I guess, the most general thing to talk about. So that's my go-to. But I actually find it more interesting. Like the WNBA cards are really cool to me because there's not that many of them. So the W cards are cool. College cards are very cool to me, mainly because, well, just just like the W cards, there's not as many of them. So uh, it's more rare. Like with so many releases in the NBA, one referee could be on 
30 cards in a season or something. I don't know. I, I haven't counted that. That's I'm making that up, but it can be, be on many cards. So college cards, it's like if, if they have a, if they're on it, it's a cool thing. And I, so part of reaching your goals and dreams as a referee is you go to referee camp and it's just like going to a sports camp as an athlete, you know, you go and then you play, you practice and you play in front of the teachers and clinicians and you try and get better. And referee camp is kind of like that. You pay money <laughs> to go referee games and then people watch you uh, and you hope that they either hire you or that they give you really good instruction so that you can get better. Um, so it's cool to have cards because I've gone to referee camp and I've seen somebody and they taught me and I've been able to go, Hey, I have your card. Would you like one of your cards? And so that's why I want two. So that way I can like, I can yeah. give them one as a gift and I've got a few of them autographed, which I think is fun and cool. Um, you, you talked about a couple of the other cards that are out there that, that you find interesting, um, that you may not have yet. Do you have, do you have like a couple that you just, these are the ones that I'm dying to get. I, I've got, I've not been able to find them yet. You know, I've been searching high and low, but I just can't find these cards. I, I don't know about find like not able to find is one thing not being able to afford is, is definitely, is definitely a thing, you know? So I don't, and, and it goes in spurts because I'll get interested and excited. Like you said, a college release will come out and I'll be like, Oh yeah. And I will work really hard between trading card database and eBay and COMC to find, to go through the whole checklist to see if there are cards. And if I find them, I get very excited about it. And I start trying to trade for them or occasionally I purchase them. So I'm kind of like the dog with the squirrel sometimes, you know, I'm like, Ooh, college cards. And I'm like, Ooh, WNBA came out and I go, Ooh, space jam. Space jam has Pete cards, <laughs> you know, like the referee and Marvin, the Martian from the old space jam. And so sometimes there's just, there's a lot. Um, there's a lot. The, the, I just spent some time over the break. I got some of the pages that are black. Maybe they're made for game cards where you can put one on the front and one on the back and it goes in a penny sleeve. Ryan Cracknell. That's mm -hmm. how I'm guessing his name is pronounced. So he put me onto those. He was like, you should try those out for your older cards. Cause I was putting some of my like star cards from the early mid eighties into the pages, double-sided. Sure. Uh, he's like, you should try these out. And so I tried them out. And so I got really excited about looking for some star cards. So I might dive back into that. So to answer your question, do I have a list? I don't, I mean, I have a list of all the cards that I need and want, and I get excited about just about filling any need, you know? <laughs> so I can make any sort of list. If you want a list, I can make you a list, but I don't, I don't have a, here's the five. Well, I appreciate you coming on and talking a little bit about this. It is definitely one of the more unique focuses that I've I've come across so far. So I wanted to make sure we had a chance to talk a little bit about it. If people want to follow along with your quest and see some of these cards, where can they follow you and, and see, you know, bits and pieces of your collection? Yeah. So Twitter, I'm on Twitter at, at refs in the back, at refs in the back. And I also have a website, refs in the back, 
refsinback.com. Uh, the focus of refsinback.com is to try and actually identify as opposed to showing the card. Twitter is more about talking cards with people. Refsinback.com is more trying to reach out and connect with people and, and make a database of names. Um, and I want to, while we're talking about that, I just want to say it has been, it's, I guess it's a collection I am gathering, but I have had a lot of people help me out, hook me up, you know, whether it's, I mean, people have gifted me stuff many, many times. People have gifted me things. People trade me things, many, many trades, you know, uh, people tag me and they go, Oh, Hey, look at this card's for sale or, Ooh, this is cool. Have you seen that yet? And so it's kind of been like a community. It's kind of been like a community thing. I mean, people, people have been helping me out in a lot of cool ways. And so I've, I, I just want to say, I'll say a blanket general thank you to everybody who's been helping out because, uh, it's been fun, you know? Uh, and so Mike, thanks for having me on today because, I don't know, somebody's probably going to hear this and then they're going to reach out to me and they're going to go, hey, do you have this? Or, you know, and or, so. Or maybe they'll be able to find that website and say, hey, I know that guy. He's my uncle. I'll be oh. able to, that, that rest my uncle. So here, his name is whatever. So uh, yeah, yeah one, one way or another. And that's that's kind of the reason I want to do this is, is to highlight a few of these more unique collections. Some of these focuses that people have, you know, help people understand there's more than one way to collect and enjoy the hobby. And so I appreciate you coming on today. Hey, before I go, sorry, can I give a shout out to the wax museum podcast who you've had on one of your, one of your shows, right? Yep. Yep. Episode, I've had Kyle on episode. Uh, I don't know what episode it was, but I listened to it. Uh, and so it's a little, it's a funny story that we made a connection. So before I was on the Twitter, before maybe I was like fully into this thing, he had a website cause he was chasing that, that, uh, autograph set. What is it? 72, 73 tops. Uh, and I, so I didn't know this was Kyle from the wax museum podcast, but I found his website, um, because he had on there, he had an autograph for one, from one of the referees on one of those cards. Cause there's a couple finals cards uh, from, from the playoffs the year before in that set. And he had it from one of the referees, Jack Madden. And I was like, dude, I just got this card. How'd you get it signed? What's up? And he, yeah. he was very kind and he helped me out. And I was able, that's like the beginning. Uh, that might be the first autograph that I got was because of Kyle. And then later figured it all out. Um, so anyway, I was listening to some of your episodes and I heard that one. I was like, oh, I got to give Kyle a shout out because he was helpful to me before there was any other connections or anything. So, yeah, he's a he's a great guy. And yeah, that just shows how how much of a small world the uh, the collecting hobby can be sometimes. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Cool. Anyway, well, thanks again. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Mike. Appreciate it, man. The Sports Card Shot is your small town local card shot with the global reach. Located in New Buffalo, Michigan, the shop is one of the most accessible in the Midwest. In addition to being an authorized Panini Direct Dealer, the Sports Card Shop carries all major trading card brands, including Tops, Upper Deck, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh!, and more. With all that new wax, a half million singles, and showcases full of graded cards, you're sure to find something great for your collection, whether you're just starting out or a seasoned collector. The Sports Card Shop is your one-stop shop. So call us, come see us, or visit us on the web and social media. Our phone number is 
469-469-0140. Website is the Sports Card Shop at moco.com. The Sports Card Shop is part of the Moco Retail Group, connecting sports, the hobby, and people around the world. Well, there you have it. Binders and binders and binders full of cards with refs in the back. I hope you enjoyed hearing that conversation. I hope that inspired you to think about your collection a little bit differently. And if there's a unique focus that you might want to jump on and and carry forward, I hope that was an enjoyable listening experience for you. Randy's been everywhere. He he had that shout out to Kyle and, and Kyle and I, unbeknownst to each other, both had been interviewing Randy here at the same time. And he had a conversation with Kyle on the Wax Museum podcast, I believe, within the last couple episodes. So if you want to hear a little bit more, hear some different stories or some different takes about their past connections, you can listen to another conversation with Refs in the Back on the Wax Museum podcast. Well, that's all I have for you today. I want to encourage you to to leave a rating and review. Give me some feedback. Let me know what you like and don't like about the show. I want to continue to grow the show and grow as a podcaster. So I would love your feedback. Reach out to me on Twitter at the Mike Summer, on Instagram and TikTok at Waxpack Hero, or you can send me an email, waxpackhero at gmail.com. I'll catch you later.